This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast, the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. My name is Dustin Smith, and as always, I will be your host. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. This episode is episode 208, entitled, The Misunderstood Bread from Heaven, in John chapter 6. We're continuing our ongoing studies, that is, looking at the theme of misunderstanding that is prevalent throughout the fourth gospel, the Gospel of John. We began the series in episode 204, and as you will surely recall, the theme of misunderstanding within the Gospel of John goes something like this. It's a three-part process. Point number one, Jesus is going to make an ambiguous statement. Point number two, the dialogue partner or partners with Jesus will misunderstand what Jesus says, specifically by interpreting what Jesus said literally or by asking an inappropriate question. Third point, either Jesus or the narrator will explain what Jesus had said. Well, sometimes the explanation is missing, but clearly implied. So in this week's episode, we're going to look at the theme of misunderstanding as it appears in John chapter 6. It actually be the first of two instances to where the theme of misunderstanding appears in John 6. And specifically, in this week's episode, we're going to explore the first of Jesus' I am statements, followed by a predicate. Jesus boldly declares that he is the bread from heaven. However, this statement is misunderstood by the crowds, which requires Jesus to give an explanation in order to clarify what he meant. Now, his answer actually has led to further confusion among modern interpreters, which gives us an opportunity to study this issue more closely. What does it mean to claim to be the bread from heaven? How was Jesus misunderstood by the crowds? And how does the narrative's wisdom Christology help situate Jesus' declaration within its Jewish context. Let's find out on this week's episode of the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Our first point today is Jesus' claim to be the bread of life. We will start in John chapter 6, verse 30. So they said to him, What then do you do for a sign? so that we may see and believe you. What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread out of heaven to eat. Jesus then said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. Jesus said to them, 
I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. Therefore the Jews were grumbling about him, because he said, I am the bread of, that has come down out of heaven. They were saying, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down out of heaven? That's John chapter 6, verses 30 through 42. So we can see there's a big exchange between Jesus and the crowds. Jesus says something about bread from heaven that the Father gives. The crowds desire to understand and to partake of this bread. And then Jesus turns and points to himself as this bread. And then there is some grumbling involving this bread, clearly echoing the grumbling involving the wilderness people and the gift of God that we see in the wilderness episodes. But this grumbling occurs among the Jews, which seems to be a subset group of people among the crowds. So let's look at the theme of misunderstanding a little bit more closely to see if we can better understand what Jesus meant, how he was misunderstood, and how we as readers should take seriously what Jesus did in fact mean. This moves us to our second point, examining the theme of misunderstanding involving Jesus' bread. So, of course, the first part of the theme of misunderstanding is to see Jesus making an ambiguous statement. This happens in 6.32-33. through 33. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. So there's a few interesting contrasts here within this initial statement. First, we look at the giver. Moses was supposedly the one that gave the bread out of heaven. That seems to be how the crowds were interpreting the passage of Scripture. And then Jesus says, actually, the giver is the Father. And in saying this, Jesus actually identifies this father as my father, which makes Jesus the son. It's a declaration about himself. Another contrast involves the timing. Moses has given this, but Jesus' father is presently giving it. And so we can see the perfect tense that was used formally in regard to Moses and the present tense that is now being used of what the Father is doing. So the perfect tense and the present 
tense. There's also a contrast in the bread itself. This new bread gives life to the world, and Jesus calls it the true bread. While Moses' bread did, in fact, give sustenance to the Israelites in the wilderness. So we have Moses' bread, the manna, and we have the true bread that gives life to the world. So that's what Jesus said. Now, the second part of the theme of misunderstanding involves the conversation partner. In this case, it's going to be the crowds. And the crowds in the Gospel of John are meant to be neutral characters. The crowds are persuadable to becoming believers, or they could listen to Jesus and choose to not believe. But the crowds are neutral characters, and they misunderstand what Jesus says either by interpreting it literally or asking an inappropriate question. We can see the misunderstanding in verse 34. Then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. So we could see in the response by the crowds that they are indeed eager for this bread. And they request that Jesus should always give it to them. So there isn't a rejection of what Jesus is saying or a clinging to Moses' bread from the past in denial of what Jesus is saying. But the eagerness that is exhibited by the crowds is not accompanied with a true understanding. Jesus is about to reveal that he himself, namely his own flesh, is this life-giving bread. And the crowds had no way to discern what Jesus meant about the true bread. The crowds are surely thinking that Jesus is speaking about a loaf of bread, the edible sustenance. And of course, they want Jesus to give that particular bread. The bread, the manna specifically, in the book of Exodus was something that was good and desirable. And it was described in Jewish speculation in terms of God's wisdom. We'll talk about this a little bit more later in this episode. So they are eager. They interpret what Jesus said literally. They want this bread and they desire it, but clearly they don't have a full understanding of what Jesus meant. So this leads us to the third point in the theme of misunderstanding, which is either Jesus or the narrator explains the statement. And here Jesus gives his explanation, at least he begins in verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. So he's not speaking of a loaf of bread, of food-like sustenance. He is pointing to himself. He who comes to me, he who believes in me, I am the bread of life. And so Jesus identifies himself as the true bread from heaven, and in doing so, the misunderstanding from the narrative is actually resolved. However, as we know as modern interpreters, this has actually created further misunderstandings, and we're soon going to discuss 
these misunderstandings, specifically because it is the bread that comes out of heaven. What does it mean? What does it mean for Jesus to point to himself and to say that he has come down out of heaven? Now, this is the first time in the Gospel of John that Jesus uses the I am plus the predicate formula. Later, Jesus is going to use more of these I am plus the predicate statements about himself. So here Jesus says, I am the bread of heaven. But later, Jesus will say, I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the true vine. So in the Gospel of John, we have seven of these I am plus predicate statements. And so this is the first one. Okay, These are different than just the typical I am statements that don't have a predicate, which seem to be just a self-reference. I am he. I am the one. I am the one that is speaking. I am the one to whom you are referring. But these actually have a predicate. I am the bread of life. And that is the predicate that we are discussing in this episode, and it's interesting for our study that this is the first of these I am plus predicate statements. Now, we do need to talk about the Greek text a little bit, because in the Greek, the subject of a verb is actually bound up within the verb. But when the nominative pronoun is given in addition to the verb, remember the verb already has told the interpreter who the subject is, then there is a deliberate emphasis placed upon the subject. So instead of saying, I am the bread of life, the stress in Greek should be placed on the subject. I am the bread of life. Jesus is claiming that he himself is the bread thereby claiming something unique unto himself. He himself is the true bread, that bread that gives life, and nobody else can make such a claim. That's what it means to use the ego in addition to the emi in Greek, because the ego is added for emphasis because the first person subject is already indicated within the verb. So when we read this predicate statement, and the other predicate statements involving the I am, it's not simply, I am the bread of life. The emphasis should be placed on the subject. I am the bread of life. And that's difficult to bring over into English, and of course, much more difficult to place into an English translation. So, what does all of this mean, and how would this have been understood in light of John's readers. So this is going to move us to our third and final point, which is wisdom Christology and the bread of life that has come down out of heaven. Wisdom Christology, you might remember, is the understanding of Jesus that depicts him in light of former portrayals of God's wisdom. God's wisdom is the personification of God's wise interactions with and instructions to God's creation. Now, prior to the Gospel of John, 
various key New Testament books held to a wisdom Christology. Books like Matthew, the Gospel of Luke, 1 Corinthians, the Epistle to the Colossians, and the Letter to the Hebrews. Now, the consensus of scholarly commentaries on the Gospel of John see wisdom Christology within the fourth gospel as early as the prologue in chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. So if that sets the stage for the gospel of John, then surely we should see it popping up elsewhere. And this, of course, raises the question, does Jesus, speaking about himself as the bread from heaven that gives life, echo things formerly said by God's personified wisdom, or that are said about God's personified wisdom? Well, we have a lot of evidence to look at for this, but I think the answer abundantly is yes. Jesus is echoing things that were said about God's wisdom, or said specifically by God's personified wisdom. We can look, at least in the Old Testament canon, at the book of Proverbs to begin our search. So in Proverbs, God's wisdom is personified as a female, and God's wisdom says in chapter 9, verse 1, Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. She has prepared her food. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maidens. She calls from the top of the heights of the city. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who lacks understanding, she says, Come, eat my food, forsake your folly, and live, and proceed in the way of understanding. That's Proverbs 9, verses 1 through 6. To where wisdom offers food, and those who partake of it will live. That's food that's offering life. And personified wisdom within Proverbs has constantly offered herself in the form of her teachings as the way of life, like in chapter 8, verse 35. For he who finds me, who finds wisdom, finds life. Proverbs 3.16, long life is in her right hand, in the right hand of personified wisdom. And a few verses later in Proverbs 3.18, she, Lady Wisdom, is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. So we can see in Proverbs that wisdom is the one that gives life, and wisdom is the one that feeds. And so if Jesus sees himself as the embodiment of God's wisdom, he is declaring that he is this bread, this food of life. Drawing on, and arguably deliberately echoing, these references to God's wisdom. Now, if we look in the intertestamental books, we can see in the book of Sirach, where it says that those who eat of me, those who eat of Lady Wisdom, will hunger no more. That's in Sirach chapter 24 and verse 21. And Jesus is later in John chapter 6 going to make a similar statement. In John 6, 51, he says, I am the living bread that has come down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So there, Jesus, whoever eats of this is going to live forever. 
And Lady Wisdom has said, whoever eats of me will not find hunger anymore. So there's another place to where a reference to wisdom offers herself as food that is going to end hunger. And Jesus speaking in the same way, describing himself as bread, as food that is going to offer never-ending life. The next reference to Jewish views about God's wisdom is going to be Philo. Philo is the early first century Greek-speaking Jewish philosopher, and he speaks about wisdom in terms of the bread that came down from heaven during the book of Exodus. So in one passage, Philo quotes Exodus 16, verse 4, Behold, I rain upon you bread from heaven. And then Philo comments on this passage. Now what nourishment can the scriptures properly say is rained down except heavenly wisdom? So Philo interprets the Exodus passage about bread from heaven specifically as heavenly wisdom. The bread that came down was wisdom. And Philo predates the Gospel of John by somewhere between 60 and 70 years. In another passage, Philo says, Men in general and the common herd think that those who are nourished on the word of God live in a miserable and wretched manner, for they are without the taste of the all-nourishing food of wisdom. But they are not aware that they are living in the height of happiness. So there, Philo is describing the food that God gives, not as actual physical sustenance, but as God's wisdom, God's wisdom that nourishes. So Philo is able to describe the bread that comes down out of heaven, not as actual food, but as God's wisdom. And so it's not unlikely, and I think it's actually very persuadable to suggest that Jesus saw himself by claiming to be the bread that comes down out of heaven in terms of God's wisdom. Jesus sees himself as the wisdom of God that is understood, at least by some Jews, to be in light of this life-giving food, this life-giving bread. And since Philo understood wisdom in terms of the bread that came down out of heaven in the book of Exodus. We could also see that parallel in John chapter 6, where Jesus is talking about the bread that came down out of heaven, and he's also talking about this manna that came down in the book of Exodus. Now, by depicting Jesus as the bread from heaven, the Gospel of John alludes, I think, to the prologue, where the word, the speech, the utterance, the logos, the personification of God's speech, was in the beginning with God. Of course, if God's personified speech was in the beginning with God, then God's speech was in heaven. That is in the first two verses of John chapter 1. And a few verses later, in John chapter 1 verse 4, God's word, God's speech, God's utterance, personified, possessed life. You can see John 1.4, in it, in the Logos, was life. So, it would seem that Jesus 
saw himself and understood himself as the embodiment of God's speech and God's wisdom. God's speech was in heaven with God, and God's speech offered life. So Jesus, seeing himself as the enfleshment of God's speech, naturally spoke of himself as the life-giving bread, the life-giving bread that has come down out of heaven because God's logos, God's word, has come down out of heaven. Along the same lines, God's personified wisdom offered to feed God's people with wise commandments, offering life to those who would partake of her. Philo himself understood the manna from heaven that was described in the book of Exodus to be God's wisdom. So in the Gospel of John, Jesus, it seems, regards himself as the embodiment of God's wisdom and naturally spoke of himself as the bread from heaven, the feeder of the people, and the giver of life to those who are faithful unto him. Now lastly, we need to speak about what it means to be the bread from heaven, the bread that comes down out of heaven. Some people, with at least some justification, understand this as a clear reference to pre-existence. Jesus said, I am the bread that has come down out of heaven. I have come down out of heaven. That sounds like an obvious reference to pre-existence. And I actually think, just follow along with me here, I think we can actually grant that this is a reference to pre-existence. But the question is, pre-existence of what? Clearly, the Logos and God's wisdom, both of which prior to the Gospel of John were personifications. God's word and God's wisdom were, in fact, in the beginning with God. So sure, God's word and God's wisdom pre-exist, but they are not conscious persons alongside God. So the pre-existence that Jesus seems to be referring to here is not a literal conscious pre-existence. In other words, Jesus, the Son of God, did not literally pre-exist by claiming to be the bread that has come down out of heaven. He is claiming, in fact, to being the embodiment and the enfleshment of God's word and God's wisdom. And God's word and God's wisdom were personifications, not conscious persons. So in conclusion, we've seen three points. First point, the Johannine theme of misunderstanding appears in John chapter 6 when Jesus claims to be the true bread of life, the bread that comes out of heaven. Jesus is misunderstood by the crowds who eagerly desire this bread, but think that Jesus is talking about actual food. However, this misunderstanding is settled when Jesus points to himself as the Father's bread of life. Point number two, in the first of many to come, I am statements involving a predicate, Jesus stresses that he himself is the bread of life. This emphasizes Jesus as the one who alone is the locus of God's life for those who believe and demonstrate faithfulness unto him. 
for the author of the Gospel, John, eternal life is found in Jesus, not in Moses, not in the teachings of the rabbis, and not in the salvation offered by Rome's emperor. And lastly, from the perspective of the Gospel of John, if you are interested in God's words and the commands that offer life, you should turn to Jesus, who embodies what it means to be the bread of life. If you are interested in God's wisdom that was understood in terms of the manna from heaven and as the life-giving food, you should turn to Jesus, who embodies what it means to be the wise life-giving bread. By claiming to be the bread of life from heaven, Jesus speaks of himself in terms of wisdom Christology. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please join us next week as we look at another instance of the theme of misunderstanding in John chapter 6, where Jesus claims to be the bread of life in a way that brings into question the validity of his own messianic role, at least in the eyes of some. Please look forward to our next episode. Now, if you enjoy our podcast, please consider supporting us as we aim to promote the important truths about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. If you'd like to offer a donation, you may check out the episode's description for a link to PayPal. The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is produced and edited by Dustin Williams. I am Dustin Smith, your host. Until next time, you folks, please take care.